Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hello, and thanks for joining me today. Real quickly, if you haven't already done so, be sure that you follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode, and also share the show with some friends, family, colleagues, and coworkers too. Today, you're going to hear my conversation with Renee Rodriguez, who is a keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal bestselling author, leadership advisor, and transformational speaker coach who has spent over 25 years researching and applying behavioral neuroscience to solve some of the toughest challenges in leadership, sales, and change. Renee is a person who is not only moving the ball, he's definitely dominating the game as he is known by many as the leading authority on leadership and influence. On this episode, Renee and I discuss how to amplify your influence, things you should be thinking about when it comes to your brand, how you can grow your social media presence, and more. Have a listen to this episode. Hi, Renee. It is so great to have you here inside the huddle with us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Well, like you, I'm always traveling and on the move. And so I'm glad that we're able to find some time to sit down and have a chat today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So the first question is, are you ready to move the ball? I love the name of your podcast. I love what, what that means. And so I am ready to move the ball. Awesome. Well, let's do it. And you and I have a common friend who was also on the show recently, Ben Newman, who is absolutely fantastic. And on my episode with Ben, he mentioned your book. One of the questions I ask at the end of the show as part of my two-minute drill is, what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? And when I asked Ben that, he mentioned your book, Renee, Amplify Your Influence. So let's start there. I mean, I think you're doing so many great things with the Amplify brand. You've got your academy, you've got Amcon, you've got the book. So tell us, last year you published your book, Amplify Your Influence. What drove you to write it then? And tell us a little bit more about it. Ben's an, a one-of-a-kind human being and a world-class speaker. And the impact he's having is everywhere. So I think we both love Ben. So why why did we write the book? Well, one, I was it's always been a dream to write a book. It's, of course, something you want to do is sort of a next level of, of honing in your content and putting your message in a really concise way. And I actually got a call from the publisher, Wiley, after they watched one of my online webinars during the pandemic. They said they're looking for people who are speakers and good writers. I'd written a lot of articles, and so they, they'd offered me a contract to write the book. And what was exciting was is that it was really an opportunity to really think deeply about what it is that we're doing and translate that from a, an in-person experience and into something that somebody could grab it from an inner experience if somebody reads it. And so that was a really, really fun exercise. And what has been the most satisfying part for you personally about having the book out? I mean, when you write a book, I've got two that are out now. It really allows you the opportunity to connect with so many people in other ways. 
for you, what has been the most satisfying piece of having the book out and being able to include that as part of your movement? Well, what's nice is when people read the book prior to a talk. So they come in with all sorts of questions. They come in with different questions. Obviously, it's fun to sign books and things like that, but it's it's the conversations that's, that stem to see that this idea that I've been spending so many years delivering in person could also be something that people could read about and find their own transformation, find their own journey with it. And, and the goal was to write it in a way that if you never knew what we did, you could pick up this book and you could truly transform the way that you influence, communicate, speak, lead. And if you had gone through our courses, that it would be an invaluable reference guide to what you had just learned and an ability to dig deeper. And so I think it's just, it's built better connections with people. You know, there's a business side to writing a book. It gives you a lot more leverage, you know, that it increases your brand, your credibility, especially if you're writing in a book that it does well. I mean, all of those things really, truly help the business as well. Let's just kind of look at your career. You have over 25 years of experience researching and applying behavioral neuroscience to solve some of the toughest challenges in sales, in business, just in driving change and transformation in people as well as organizations. Why did you pick this career field? And you're obviously doing so many things with workshops and keynotes too, but how did you get into this? I don't know if I picked it or it picked me, to be honest. It was something that I always had a passion for selling. I had a passion for how the brain worked. I had a passion for creating change and, and some sort of impact. And after 9-11, I was sort of forced to get in the speaking game. I'd been in sales and I'd done group presentations. And so I understood somewhat of, of delivery, but getting in front of a, a hostile group or people that didn't want to listen to you and people that had no interest in what you had to say is a very, very different experience. And so being able to put all those pieces together and learning how to apply the science of influence is it's the application that's the real value. There's a lot of research available, but like even just today, we did a, our webinar on overcoming procrastination and it was very science heavy, but people don't experience the science as science heavy. And the reason is, is because I spent four to six months distilling that information down to from this sort of heavy science speak into a daily applicable, a digestible format. And that to me is, is the funnest part about it is you really get to hone in on what's the application of this. Oh, absolutely. And I think that part, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's so important to look at the application of the material. It's not just about here's a bunch of information. Good luck to you. It's how do we really get down and apply these specific things to achieve the results that we're looking for. So when you look at your journey, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. You mentioned uh, after 9-11, getting into the speaking business. I have a lot of people that reach out to me wanting to get into that. What kind of things would you share with people when it comes to A, thinking about the brand and the message they want to get out there, and then B, growing their influence? Well, I think that speaking is the fastest way to grow your influence. You're moving to a leveraged position, which is the front of the room. And if you're in the front of the room, that means you have people's attention. Now, assuming you do well, you could also be in front of the room and not do well. And that could also influence you in the worst way. It could have, it could have a negative impact on your brand. But getting the right room and being prepared for that room, there really is no faster way to scale your effectiveness and your influence on the sales process, on your pricing strategy, on the access you have on your network. You know, doors open a lot more when you're good in front of that room because it, it is a very specialized skill set. And you know, for those that are looking to grow their brand, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things to grow brand that most people don't go into. I, I tell people, don't start with logos and taglines. You have to hire a copywriter. If you're serious about your brand, hire a copywriter, somebody that's going to help you flush out your ethos. Your ethos is your essence, the character, the credibility areas, the articulation of the things that you've been wanting to communicate. And a good copywriter, a really good copywriter is going to pull that out of you. 
and it's going to pull out your essence. So when you read it, you start saying, yeah, no, that's me. Once you have that ethos document, that's when you go to a really high-level designer. And a high-level designer will take in all that information and manifest a brand and color scheme and logo mark, all based on the message that's trying to be delivered there. But most people skip that ethos creation part of where is the place that we are most credible and would identify what their lane is. And, and so those would be the two pieces. And of course, if you're going to want to be a speaker, speak as often as you can, whenever you can. Don't worry about charging in the beginning. Worry about getting reps in and practice. I like a few things that you mentioned. First, the not focusing on the tagline and the logo, because I think that's where so many people go to first, right? Because they think, oh, I got to have some icon that can represent my brand and I have to have some catchy phrase. But I really like what you talk about is working with a copywriter, someone that is very good in the business of putting together statements and copy so that you can hone in on what is your ethos. And then you worry about that other stuff. And then the other thing you talk about is just getting out there and doing. It's not just about charging because to your point about reps, I mean, no matter what field you're in, you get better the more that you do it. And so you have to get out there and do it. So you've been doing this for a long time. What are some of the things that makes Renee awesome at what he does? How do you differentiate your brand from, I mean, there's a ton of people out there in this business. What do you do that's different? You know, I think it's our focus on applied neuroscience. Well, what I would say is a lot of people that, that can quote some, you know, pop psychology and that have a passion for neuroscience, but don't have the experience in applying it in real life, real business scenarios. So we've been doing this for over 30 years and several hundred thousand to at least 200,000 people that we've been able to touch and influence and challenges from hostile work environments to difficult places and strikes and to high performing organizations that are, you know, the top of their game to some of the smartest people in the world, to people that could barely read and write. So how do you bring people like that together requires experience in applying that. And so that's also what our clients probably appreciate the most is that there is a scientific backdrop to this, which helps them understand the reasoning and the rationale and the why, which then also makes it easier to then replicate and innovate with what we teach them. I like that. And as you've continued to grow your brand over the last few years, Renee, what are some of the things that you've been really doing? I mean, you've got your Amplify Academy, you've got AmCon. Tell us a little bit more about those things. Well, in terms of growing our brand, it's about getting really clear on the messaging and staying in our lane. So there's certain things that, you know, I'll get asked to speak on, but it's, if it's not in our lane, I'll decline it, even though I really would love the audience. It's just not where we're experts. There are other people, you know, we, we need to make room for those that are the true experts in those areas. And so as far as growing brand, it's about getting exposure, helping the right people, le learning how to feed your network. This is what I tell people. If you feed your network long enough, your network at some point will make sure that you always eat. They'll take care of you back. But you got you to gotta look for what the network needs and you want to feed it and bring that value without asking for anything. And if you do that long enough, it's going to grow and grow exponentially. But so many people want to fast forward that process. So many people want to fast forward the branding process and just certain things around expertise and certain things about gaining experience. You just can't fast forward. You have to be able to go through and take the long haul. And you want to because it's going to give you experience and it's going to help you answer questions and it's going to help you see it. The same challenge from 15 different directions. It's going to help you make some mistakes and see where that path. So you can help your customers and your clients not make those mistakes. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into it for sure. Yeah. And I like that you talk about feeding and nurturing your network because so many people are focused on the quick wins, the short hits. They're not looking at the long game. It's just about what can I do today to make a sale versus looking at how can I serve 
the people in my network. And when you focus on that service mentality, to your point, the opportunities will come, but you have to be focused on the giving part and the nurturing the network, not just about what's in it for me. Absolutely. I think you nailed it when you said people in this industry have to start being servant first and being able to serve in a way that doesn't expect any sort of return. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be strategic. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have objectives. And it for sure doesn't mean that you shouldn't be engaged in inequitable relationships. You definitely need all those things. But when you come in first and checking every single thing against what's the return, it's hard to build a relationship that way. It's hard to build true, authentic relationship. And the paradox, if you will, would be that the less you try, usually in a higher level environment, the more that you'll actually gain because those people understand that and they'll go to look for you when the time comes and they're quick decisions and usually they don't ask price. And so some of the best clients come from scenarios like that. Yeah, I completely agree. So let's talk about AmpCon that you have coming up in October. It's in Dallas, Texas. You've been doing this for a number of years. What brought you? Why did you want to do this to begin with? And kind of tell us a little bit more about that. So AmpCon has always been a dream to host our own event. I mean, geez, how many countless years being at other people's events, being at their mercy of what speaking slot and, you know, was it a good time? How was the course design? Was there any story arc to it? And I just always used to say, you know, let's have our own event. And we post put on our own event in 2021. And man, what a fun experience that was just to be able to bring all the people we know and seeing 650 faces there just coming to see you speak is a pretty powerful position to be in. And when I say that powerful, I'm really referring to a, a, a humble position because you realize the, the burden that comes with that and the obligation that comes with that. The biggest obligation is if people believe in you, then you better do something with what their belief is. And I love that, though. It's, it's exciting to me. And the ability to then create an, a platform for people to be heard and choose my own speakers in terms of what messages I want, I want to give out there, it's, it's hard to describe how fun it is. And share with us some of the topics that have been covered in the various speakers that you've had on as part of this event. We had Horian Gracie, who's the founder of the UFC and most decorated jiu-jitsu player in the world. We had Andrew Paul, who's a Navy SEAL and was uh, right alongside Jocko Willink in the Battle of Ramadi. And he hearing him talk about leadership, Brad Lee, who is you know one of the hottest speakers out there right now in the entrepreneur space and solar and car car sales. Brad spoke there. We had you know industry experts. Our next one coming up, we've got Neil Ford and Jefferson Fisher and, and Aaron Williamson. Neil Ford is one of the top 10 most decorated ad creative directors in the world. And uh, Jefferson Fisher is a, a trial attorney who has grown his Instagram account ridiculously to 1.9 million followers with only 193 posts. And so that is a huge ROI. I mean, all his posts go viral, 500 to a million to 5 million. Like just every single one of them is just going wild. And so he's going to be there. And Aaron Williamson, who's the, he was a, a Marine and he went to work as a security for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, had a security for Joint Chiefs of Staff. He was a pallbearer for the Marines. And then he went to Hollywood, became a Hollywood trainer, training Sylvester Stallone, The Rock, Zach Efron, and a lot of others. And so he left that world and now he grew up wanting to be a hero, went to the Marines and became a hero, then started creating heroes with his work in Hollywood. And now he's helping people, normal people, create and find their superhero, which means they're physical and mental and emotional. Oh, that's fantastic. And so if people are interested, like who are the ideal people that you want in the audience for that event? If people listening to the show are interested, where can they register? How can they attend? 
Yeah, you can go to meetrene.com, M-E-E-T, Renee, R-E-N-E.com forward slash AmpCon. Or when you go to meetrene.com, just go to the top and there's a little banner at the top. You click there and you can see the details of the event. You can see a video of past events too as well. And there might be some people who are listening to the show who aspire to one day have their own events as well. What kind of advice would you give them? What kind of business things should they be thinking about when it comes to planning and hosting your own event? Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not ready for the massive amounts of work, they're expensive, they're huge risk, and you got to have a really good team. But I couldn't see it any other way. We love it. The team is fantastic. And, you know, we're growing little by little. And so those are the things I would do is just really just make sure you have a strong business plan for that. That's going to be the big piece and execute. Yeah, I mean, it's important to have a team. Like you mentioned, as I say all the time, it takes a team to move the ball and to put on a production like the one that you put on. I mean, you've got to have top-notch people to make sure all the pieces are, are moving. And I like that you mentioned, you know, don't put it on until you're ready because it is a big risk. You're going to invest this money in there. You want people to attend. You want to make sure that you're at a point with your brand to make it a successful event. So, Renee, something I like to talk about on the show is I say that this podcast is really about helping people to move the ball, make things happen in whatever field it is they're in. And part of that, it's about showing up the right way every single day. So I like to ask people who are highly successful and high performers like yourself, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to suit up with the right mindset, to show up, to handle the things that you need to, to make sure you're moving the ball with your business and your brand? You know, I think it's the recognition and the surrender to the fact that we all have a brand. And if you really believe in the power of that, you have to live into that every day, whether it's how you dressed or, you know, even if it's a t-shirt, but something that represents something you believe. And, you know, whether it's wearing a suit on stage, it's really just understanding that everything you do is part of the message to the world, which becomes your brand. How you treat people every day is part of your brand. That's the how of the world. And so the, the essence of all of those pieces, I think, is just remembering that they all matter and having a clear outcome in terms of what we're trying to create and knowing that you have a sense of purpose. When you see transformation and you're able to help somebody through something, you move from have to to an obligation to. And there's a calling involved in that. And to me, that's much bigger than, than you know, you or I. Oh, I like that. And so let's talk about your podcast for a little bit. So you've been podcasting for a couple of years now. Tell us, why did you start the podcast? What did you want to do with it? And what most excites you about being a podcast host? We started the podcast to follow along with the book as I was writing the book. I would use it as a place to sort of brain dump all of the stuff that I was studying. And it became something that was just fun to, to dive into different pieces and elements. And I would, from time to time, I'd, I'd interview somebody, but we were moving more and more away from that. I think we're going to start coming back and getting some bigger interviews and really but trying to stay within message of leadership and influence and sort of the unique approaches that, that can happen in those two fields. But I love it because it's a, it's a way to just not have to rush through a message. You can sit down and you can fully articulate and calculate the message. And one of the things that I really enjoy about podcasting is getting to hear different people's experiences and perspectives. And I gain so much from having the conversations as well as what we bring out for listeners. When you look at some of the guests that you've had on your show that have really left a lasting impression, who are some of those people? Oh, man. Tyler Lorenzen is one of them for sure. He's a CEO of Purus and just named the most innovative food company in the world. Tesla was the car, so give you an idea of that, the caliber they are. He's amazing because he's basically leading the front on the plant-based protein, plant-strong movement, and the things he's doing are pretty incredible. And of course, having Ben Newman is always, always so much fun. He is such a gem and genuine person. You know, he and I talk about just the importance of he and I connecting 
being around other people that are like-minded. We're very different, I think, than, than a lot of the people in the industry. And you mentioned Ben. I mean, I love Ben. I'm going to actually put in our show notes a link to your podcast, but also to Ben's episode specifically because he is top-notch. He's fantastic. And you talk about getting connect with great people and your network. I mean, I think that's so important and that's something that people lose sight of the importance of having a strong network of great people that you can learn and grow from and just connect with. And, and it's not just about business deals or finding a job. It's just about having good people in your circle. When it comes to networking, Renee, I recently did an episode on the show where I talked about some tips for people to network. What are some things that you would tell people about networking? Your network is so critical. Knowing who can help open a door for you, knowing who are the people that you need to know. And then once you're in that network and you've established, and once you're in that network and you've established yourself, the one phone call that will open up the door, the solution that you need is one phone call away. The opportunity or even the partner in something, they know somebody. It may not be that person, but that person may know somebody. And so I've spent years, I'm talking about 15 years, feeding networks without asking for anything. And so when our book came out, that we were able to ask the network saying, hey, this is what's going on. And by then they were like, what can we do? Begging to try to help in some way, shape, or form. And so feeding your network, being a value contributor, a net positive contributor to that network is going to be your fastest way to be able to grow that. And I wouldn't be what I'm anywhere with what I'm doing without my network. We talked about this earlier. It's a long game and it's about being a servant and being able to, I like that net positive contributor because again, people are so focused on the what can I get out of a relationship versus what can I give? And the people that are truly successful, when you look at them, they're really focused on serving others. They're not looking at how can I make a sale? I mean, yes, as business leaders and business owners, we want to have business, but that's not at the top of our mind. We're looking at how to serve first, business comes second. Really having that servant mentality. And so many people talk about it, but so few actually live it. And being able to serve first, give first, and especially in today's world where people have so many choices, I mean, it's a social media strategy too. You should be giving, 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 giving before you even begin to think about asking for anything. Free content. I mean, our social media skyrocketed once we stopped selling. And of course, it brings people to us and we can sell things on the back end, but we just started offering value and, and solutions. I had someone reach out to me recently on LinkedIn and I was traveling. So I wrote him quickly and I said, hey, I'm traveling right now. I promise you I will respond to you. And he's like, I didn't even think you would respond to me. He's like, in today's social, there's so many people, all they want to do is sell their products. He's like, yes, reach out to me when you can. And it just boggles my mind that, yes, that's true. There's so many people that are taught, just push your product, sell, spam, 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 instead of focusing on how can you serve the free value giving that content away. And then people will come to you when they know, like, and trust you, then they will buy. But there's so many people that miss that piece. I agree. And somebody was telling me yesterday that, you know, because we, we send you know, a pretty good amount of emails out and we were making them look really pretty. And one of our, our new head of marketing, digital marketing said, you know, when we make them look that pretty, it's equivalent of the people doing the door drops, the flyers, the door. It's designed. You can tell that it's sales. It's to sell something. And it just becomes an annoyance versus just a regular email that feels custom and tailored to that person. That's that's the key. So, Renee, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have some fun and do my two minute drill questions. We'll be right back. Hey, have you moved the ball in your own life today? If you're working toward your dream job, a new personal record 
or a bigger salary. You need a plan to consistently make progress. That's why I wrote Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. These books are packed with strategy and easy to implement tips on gaining clarity of your goals, developing your own personalized playbook for success, pushing your boundaries of comfortability, and really elevating and dominating. Go to www.dominateandmove.com and enter code DOMINATE2023 for a 20% discount on the bundle. And all books are signed copies as well. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Renee, we are back. Are you ready to have some fun? Yes. All right. First question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself? I would say that one would be a learner. Another one would be relentless and purpose-driven. Oh, I like those three words. What is one thing that most people don't know about you? Most people don't know my first last name was O'Hearn. Oh, interesting. I was born Rene Francisco O'Hearn. I never met my father, who was Irish. And so I grew up on the Cuban side of the family. Well, thank you for sharing that. Next question is, would you rather be the world champion of your sport or the CEO of a billion-dollar company and why? Ooh, the world champion of my sport or the CEO. I think the sport would be pretty fun. Basketball or fighting, actually, the UFC probably. All right, that would be fun for sure. What book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I listen to a lot of Andrew Huberman and also Clearer, Closer, Better by Emily Balsettis. Oh, nice. It's, it's about vision science. And vision science is actually, I think, one of the coolest things out there. Oh, I will definitely have to check that one out. If you could have any one song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? I have the hardest time with this because I always, always asked for walkout songs. You know, let's go with Walking on a Dream. Okay. What would your next career move be if you were guaranteed to succeed? I'd be a musician, drummer in some of the biggest Latin orchestras in the world. Okay. Have you played drums before or no? The congas, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I've always wanted to be a drummer. I got that wanting to play rock band all the time with the kids. Next question. You have 24 hours on a private plane that will take you anywhere. Where are you going? La Romana. Oh, very nice. And the bonus question is M&M's, plane or peanut? Peanut all day. I like that one too. So Renee, your book is called Amplify Your Influence. If you could give a few tips to people listening about how they can amplify their influence, not necessarily people who are looking to speak, but I mean, all of us have a brand. All of us should want to be leaders who are influencing the world in a positive way. What things can you tell them? Well, I think to understand that the most powerful thing that we can do to influence is to share our story. And to be able to understand your story takes self-reflection. You have to be able to explore the origins of what you believe. I mean, if you were to do an exercise to say, what are three things that make you unique? And take those three words and then ask yourself, what happened between the ages of 9 and 13? Because that's when our values are actually formed. And usually the answers that come from that are some reflection of our values. And let's say if it was hard work. And ask yourself, what happened during that time? Well, somebody might say, well, hard work was my value, but you know, I grew up on a farm. And my dad would always get me up every day at, at 4. We basically had three days every day. The first day was from four in the morning till seven in the morning where we worked on the farm. Then we went to school. By the time we got to school, we worked again on homework and the farm again. And so we had to work three days every day. Those stories are the ones that tell people who you are without you having to tell them who you are. And then they create a sense of a bond and a sense of camaraderie and more importantly, rapport where people begin to trust you. And when they trust you, that's when you can share your messages, share your ideas. And those ideas are the ones that start changing and influencing the world. 
Oh, I really like that. And I mean, to your point, everybody has a story and everybody has stories that will connect with other people. It's not going to connect with every single person, but you'll find your tribe. The right people are out there, but it begins with sharing your stories and building those human connections. It's not just about business, but it's about connecting with people on a personal level. Absolutely. It's connecting with people and, and sharing the story and, and going beyond the business and letting people get a, you know just an ounce of vulnerability from you is really what I think is people are starving for in today's world. A number of years ago, I did this 40 Days of Purpose video series. I wasn't comfortable doing videos. I mean, I was comfortable being on stages, but holding a camera in front of your face and doing those was, was not my thing. So a friend of mine was like, we're going to do 40 Days of Purpose every single day. So I did these videos and I did one about how I was in San Diego and it was my daughter's birthday and I was missing her birthday. And someone had wrote in the comments, well, you should have just gone and been with her for her birthday instead of doing this video. And I was like, oh, my God. okay." And I was at an influencer conference and Trent Shelton was talking about haters and people on social media and how they're really unconscious supporters. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to just talk about that on my next video. Well, that night I was really bothered by this person's comment and I was in tears and I said, you know what, I'm going to shoot this video. And so I shot a very raw video of, and I, you could tell that I had been crying. And I talked about, you know, this thing and somebody commented on that video. I didn't know the person. And they said, it took a lot of courage to do that video. And I hope to one day be like you. And that is the person that I did that video. I mean, it was amazing. I love it. That's so good. It's, it's like you spoke from the heart and we use that passion. A lot of times, like my best articles are when I'm upset and angry about something because then I've identified a problem I want to solve. And you know, when you can take that anger and funnel it into something purposeful and a meaningful message that takes a stance on something, that's where people really start paying attention and, and find something to believe in. Really, the takeaway for everyone listening is don't be afraid to get out there, share your stories, be vulnerable, and you're going to find the right people that are meant to be in your tribe when you do that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, Renee, you mentioned self-reflection earlier. So a question sometimes I'll ask guests on the show is when you look back, so we're in the middle of 2023. When you look back on the last six months, what are some of the things that you've learned about yourself this year? And then what are some of the things that you're really excited about for the rest of the year? We put a lot of energy into our, our health, my wife and I. I've learned that one, with the right support and the right discipline and the right plan, you can transform yourself physically. And I've also come to learn that, it, man, it just feels so much better to be mobile and to be healthy and the importance of diet, especially, you know, I spoke 235 days last year. There isn't very, very rarely the day that I'm not having to speak or podcast or virtual or travel. And so realizing that the importance of being, I almost told myself, I said, I'm going to pretend that I'm a professional athlete. How would I treat myself? And it changes. I wouldn't take a professional athlete out to bad dinners all the time. I'd feed them the best fuel possible. And making sure they get enough sleep and all the different pieces. And so that to me was probably the biggest awakening this year was that we could really control that. And, and the discipline at home and the discipline with food and health and workouts absolutely translates into more discipline at work with your clients. And you made me think about, I have a friend who trains a number of NFL players and he said something to me, this was last summer. We know that what you put in your body is going to help drive your performance in the day. And he's like, you wouldn't put bad gas in a high-performing car. So why would you put bad food and eat junk food in your body? It's just not going to perform at its best when you do that. Absolutely. It's, it's such an easy analogy, but you know, living it is where you really start seeing the benefits of it. 
So Renee, you do a lot of speaking. As you mentioned, you do workshops with companies. Kind of who are the people that you're focused on? If someone's listening and is interested in booking you and utilizing you for their company, kind of tell us a little bit more about that. And then tell us your website again, which we will have in the show notes. So my, my website is meetrene.com, meet, M-E-E-T, Renee, R-E-N-E.com, not M-E-A-T. The best way is go there. I mean, you'll see all of our products, all of our services. We do keynotes. We've got virtual events that are also live. We host a course called Amplify, which really follows the, the book on how to make somebody more influential and a better communicator, speaker, and leader. It's a very intense boot camp, 10 people at a time. You know, we've got our annual AmpCon conference and you know, a lot of really, really fun ways to engage. But just go to meetrene.com, but also follow us on Instagram at learnwithrenee. We put out a video a day. We've reached over a million followers on TikTok now, which has been exciting. And we just surpassed 185,000 in the last five months on, on Instagram. So we, we started a brand new account on Instagram. So I wanted something clean and fresh. And the ideas are catching on. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Oh, that's great. And if you could give someone one tip on how they should be showing up to grow their influence on social media, what would that thing be? Social media is a formula. I didn't surrender to that until this last year. And the formula, you have to understand that you have three seconds to capture someone's attention. And you have to assume that that person that you're trying to capture attention doesn't know who you are, has no background to you. They have no credibility for you, nothing. So how are you going to get them to stop scrolling? And you, so we call that a hook. You have to be able to hook them, create and offer intrigue and solve a problem and create value in the first three seconds. So they stop it. Once they do that, you have to be able to clearly articulate a problem. But the next level to even more, more than that is to preempt any objection that they might get prior to that objection coming up. I was helping somebody with their, their message. It was actually even Dr. Oz. I was helping him with his message on, on social. And we were talking about how do we raise money for kids with his nonprofit health corps. And what we came up with was the hook was, here's how $1 can save a child's life or change a child's life. And what he's trying to get, he's got a million followers. What if he got a dollar from everybody? There's a million dollars he raised. And so here's how $1 could save a child's life. And don't worry, it's not too good to be true because we've done it over 80 million times. And so there's, they've raised over $80 million. And so now they go into the hook, they've covered the objection that, oh, this is too good to be true. And then they covered that. Now they got to go into what's called problem definition. You know, in today's world, we have an epidemic of suicide and uh, epidemic of kids with low self-esteem and, you know, so on and give the research there. But define the problem. Make me go, wow, I didn't know this was a problem. And when you define a problem, what do we search for? A solution. So the last part would be your solution. So here's what you can do or, you know, instead do this. So when you're looking at hook, objection, problem, solution, that formula is what I would attribute our growth to for sure. Perfect. And that's such great advice. So thank you for sharing that. Renee, as we look to close the show, any last thoughts for our listeners? You know, I'd say that, you know, if you're listening to this this far, one kudos, you're somebody who takes the, the consumption of content seriously. And I would challenge you to think just what's one thing that you can do from what you've heard here today. The application of knowledge is really where the value starts to really become exponential. Just one, one bold step that you can take as a result of all this. I'd love to hear about it. Send me a message on Instagram, learn with Renee, and let's talk about it. Perfect. Thank you, Renee. And thank you so much for being on today. It has been a true pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate it.
And thank you to everyone for listening to today's episode. Once again, if you haven't already done so, hit that follow button so that you never miss a future episode and share the show with a friend or two or three. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right, thanks again for listening and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also share the show with a few friends too. Next, I want you to go to getinsidethehuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.